0: Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to keep those aspirations moving out into the world. Well, I promised things would start picking up speed after Mars Station Direct, and it has indeed, and we've got two, three more events coming up right around the bend. We've got Mercury Stationing Direct on the 18th, which also happens to be the day that the sun is conjunct Pluto. I expect that to be a very memorable day. And then we have the new moon on the 21st, which is the lunar new year. And I'll talk about that on the podcast. And then on the 22nd, we have Uranus stationing direct. Boy, oh boy, that's going to be fascinating. And the big thing we're going to talk about on the podcast today is I'm roasting Jordan Peterson. That's right. So I'm going to talk about the upcoming astrology first. I'm going to do a patron shout out because I got to give a big thank you to everybody supporting the podcast. And then, and then the end of the podcast, I'm going to be roasting Jordan Peterson because I don't know how I ended up on the Jordan Peterson love side of TikTok. <laughs> but I've seen one too many videos of this man. And it doesn't matter how many times I say I'm not interested. And I've given him a new title. You'll hear what I call him at the end of the podcast. Um, ugh, that man. And honestly, he is a great representation of what I've been talking about when we're talking about social norms okay so he he is exemplary um, in his example of of why i'm trying to progress the astrological narrative forward and and i'll talk a little bit about that when i'm roasting him because he really really kind of stands head and shoulders as a great example of why we have to have certain conversations and why we need to look at things differently because this assertion that this is the normal and natural right way of human relations when it's really a social construct um, is so important. You know, it might be how our quote unquote Western civilization has acted, but it doesn't mean it's normal um, in a good way. Normal is the accepted. And so we're going to talk about that and why we need to move things in a different direction. And that doesn't necessarily hurt anyone, including men. And, and we need them to be listening in a different way um, than, than being so fragile, because those fragile egos... So we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But first, let's talk astrology. I'm not going to do the astro chat today, the uh, the section where I talk with the astrologers. Um, But I want to give a huge shout out to Rita for finishing all of her residency hours. And she is now available as a full-fledged astrologer. She is a full fledged natal astrologer. So, big congratulations to Rita. And we'll do the astro chat for the next episode. Okay, the next episode we'll have everybody on. But there's a lot to cover in this podcast. Shall we get started? <music> got a lot of astrological events all packed into about a week here and that is going to keep us all hopping and busy. I know things seem to have dragged the first two weeks of January but I told you it was you know the beginning of this year was going to feel like an extension of 2022 and then all of a sudden we'd have an energy shift mid-January and that we would feel things changing and that new energy signature a lot of times associated with the beginning of a year would start and so we have mercury stationing direct on january 18th mercury stations direct on january 18th from now And you're listening to this on Monday, the 16th. So we only have two days. Um, It's a good time to get the rest of your ducks in a row. If you have paperwork that needs to be organized, if you need to get any business dealings um, put together for the new year, you know, moving into this year, this is prep time. Okay, this is prep time. One of the things you can also do is if if you're planning on doing something a little later in the year, like in the spring or summer, getting your supplies together now, okay? So I've talked about having a video podcast for The Awake Space that my daughter and I are adding to this. And we got furniture for the set, um, getting the, the soundproofing. Oh no, Malcolm's heading towards the door. So if we hear any heavy breathing, that's a Malcolm. Remember all Malcolm noises. Malcolm is my dog. They're all free. Um, But we've been getting all of the little bits and bobs and components for um, being ready to start shooting in February. And we'll be releasing this later in the year. And so uh, super excited about that going step by step it it'll have a little different flavor than what i'm doing here on the audio podcast this isn't going away we're just adding something fun to it and it'll be probably a lot more fun than this i mean this is great and informative but you know um we're gonna we're gonna lighten it up a little bit in the video podcast um and and i think we need that especially this year Oh, we've got a Malcolm coming to cuddle. Hang on a second. I'm going to stop what I'm saying and close my laptop next to me. All right, buddy. You want to cuddle? All righty. So, you want to get your supplies, okay? You also want to stock up on more food um, as much as you can. You know, your dried goods especially. I'm talking about dried beans, dried... Things like rice and lentils and, um, you know, depending on how you eat your protein. But you really want to get beans as much as you can. Um, Canned goods work too, but I like dried beans because they're easy to store. You can put them in containers. And why am I saying that? Well, my friends, we had bad harvests two years in a row. Okay. Whether it was drought or flooding in different parts of the country. And we also have, um, we also have, um, we also have, um, oh my gosh, my brain just went blank. (laughs) We also have the floods going on right now in California and California is a huge producer. And then Florida had a freeze. Okay, so we're looking at failed harvests, and we continue to. Now, somebody asked me on the live stream on TikTok, um, will will the economy get better once Jupiter's in uh, Taurus later in, in the year, in May? And I was like, mm, no, because <laughs> it's going to be squaring off of Pluto and Aquarius. It is not going to be better and neither will harvests. And in fact, even our own gardens may be a little difficult. So we wanna kinda up our use of technology, okay? So one of the things I'm going to be doing is um, I'm going to be getting some grow lights because uh, lettuce just wasn't doing well for me here in the apartment. Um, Maybe it's, I think it's a lighting issue. So I'm going to get some grow lights. And as always in the Discord, I will have, you know, my progress just like I did with Tammy and Lucy, my citrus trees. And you know what's fun? I just made my own marmalade. I did off Tammy and Lucy. I got one lemon off Lucy because learning to care for citrus is a new experiment for me. And I made made marmalade out of the tangerines and the lemon. Oh, my God, it's so good. So what does this have to do about the astrology? Everything. I think a lot of times um, when I digress, it appears I digress. I'm not. I'm talking about the astrology, whether I'm using astrological language or not. Okay. That's something to really understand because an astrologer's job is to communicate in real terms to you what's going on. Um, If you want to learn astrology, I have classes coming up. So um, I'll talk about those more when, when I'm ready to take registrations. We'll probably start those um, soon. One of them I'll start in March. And uh, one I'll start in February. But uh, that's all you need to know. If you want to learn astrology, I'm always glad to teach it. But here I'm informing you about how to use the energy. So this is a good time to plan ahead we want our foundational plans made because Mercury is in Capricorn. Mercury's in Capricorn and um with it retrograde it has more of a Cancerian flavor. Thus the very wet weather and um it, it was such a no-brainer and I I kind of I kind of missed that because I was looking at 2025 for big floods. I still think there is a potential for a mega flood in 2025 in California. I think this is just kind of the harbinger. It, it, it's, it's showing us what's on the way. I don't think it's going to become less. And it doesn't even pull us out of drought. All those people who don't understand how climate works and how droughts work. Um, droughts are based off of water table under the ground, under the ground. And so it's helped in the reservoirs a bit, but it's not filling up aquifers, you know, and that's that's something that's kind of hard to understand if, if, if you haven't talked to, you know, hydrologists and geologists, but our eyes are on 2025. So in the meantime, you know, and that gives you a chance to plan ahead and look if you're looking to buy property or Looking to buy houses, you know, really studying areas that will be less likely to be impacted. It's kind of hard. There's not a lot of places on the planet that won't be impacted by climate change as we go forward. So, with Mercury retrograde for the next couple of days, um, you want to you want to get it together. You want to um, you want to get. Your plans together. If you have a business, this is a great time to, you know, put your spreadsheets together, or if you use productivity software, put that together, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, my daughter joining me in this enterprise, you know, we've got tons of shared notes with, um, and they're broken down by subject matter. So whether it's marketing resources or merch resources or um, set resources, um, things we need to talk to other professionals about, that kind of thing, um, they're all listed, and when things are done, there's, you know, it's listed on there, we're staying very, very organized, um, instead of flying from the seat of my pants, like normally I do, which, you know, I'm actually a planner, (laughs) But over the last few years I've been letting myself fly by the seat of my pants and it's worked so far so if you're a fly by the seat of your pantser I want you to understand this is not the year this is the year to be organized and you have a really good opportunity to kind of get your ducks in a row over the next couple of days as much as possible you don't have to do everything you can just make the lists you know think of everything you might need to have and do and the you know who you need to talk to um what resources do you need and that's that's important and if you've listened to the 2023 year ahead which is a two-hour seminar I gave in November Um, then that gives you a heads up on on what's going to be up on deck and gives you a chance to think about how you can prepare for you. Now, again, just because it's a bumpy ride collectively and in the mundane doesn't mean you can't ride the, the very bumpy cosmic tide that is both flowing in and ebbing out. Because you have to remember, we are in a massive time of transition with the end of the Pluto and Capricorn era happening between now and the end of 2024. Um, it is not really the beginning of the Pluto and Aquarius era until um, the end of November of 2024. That's, that's the beginning of it. Otherwise, we're just getting samples and tastes throughout you know, the next year and a half. So get your decks in a row with the Mercury retrograde time period that we've got now old projects you know things you drop the ball on um in in the second half of of 2022 you know get those done i have a writing project i absolutely have to finish and um that's something i'm going to be spending time on tomorrow because mondays are my day or today that you're listening to this i'm recording it sunday night um but monday as you're listening to this, just know I am writing because I have a project I need to absolutely have done. Um, <clears throat> so Mer- on the same day that Mercury stations direct, the sun is conjunct Pluto. And I want to talk about that um, in the next segment. Um, I'm going to do these a little shorter segments so that I don't, don't waffle while I look for charts. But I'll grab that chart and we'll be right back. the chart for January 18th for when mercury is direct and the sun is conjunct pluto is kind of intense it's kind of intense mercury stations direct in capricorn capricorn rules leaders it rules authorities it rules infrastructure it rules the order of society with rules and and it's it's a it's a foundational Situation—it's also about things made manifest. Rules corporations and corporate bodies. Um, you know, Saturn rules uh, Capricorn. It also rules Aquarius from the traditional rulership. Uh, it having the sun in Capricorn conjunct Pluto—it's—it's um, it's interesting when I look at this chart. So, um, let me grab my screenshot. So when I look at the chart, um, it looks like Mercury is in the 12th. And I just, I just pulled this for Los Angeles, you know, basically where I'm at. Um, and so when I take a look at this, I, it's a very intense day. We have the sun conjunct Pluto. Uh, We have Venus approaching a conjunction with Saturn. I think Monday, there is, not Monday, sorry, the 18th, okay, which is Wednesday. We are going to see um, some pretty big headlines fairly early in the morning. Now, this could be a building collapse. This could be on a mundane level. We could see an issue with the president. Um, when, I, when I look at this, this means that that's about, you know, I've got the chart for 6.30 a.m. Pacific. This is around 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, to me, this could be more news coming out about documents from Biden um, and, and people have asked me about it. And I talked about it on my TikTok Live. I will get that up tonight. Um, so while you're listening to this, if you're a patron, the TikTok Live will be up. where I talked about Biden's chart and what I think is going to go on with that. I th- I, this doesn't... Um, I don't know that he gets severe repercussions. But I haven't really seen seen him having a second term. Um, I, because of his age, I've assumed it would be health. And it still might be. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, I, I really get kind of tired of hearing about people not liking Kamala Harris. Um, because I don't think it's necessarily... You know, when people go, oh, she's corrupt. Like, n- other than Bernie name one who isn't you know AOC there's a few um but anybody who gets up to a certain level in politics is going to have compromised themselves and their principles in some way okay that's just that's that's the name of the game that is we're finishing playing and so um, I think it's a lot of misogyny when I hear you know people talk about her does not mean I agree with her or her policies, or anything to do with her, okay? I'm just saying, can you check yourself before you go at the woman? Because that's how Trump got elected. <laughs> I didn't like Hillary either, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, for me, it's policy-based, um, and you probably not anything close to what most people think of. Uh, but... <laughs> um but yeah can we not trash a woman um because of how she talks or how she laughs or her demeanor as vice president as a vice president she's doing exactly what her job is which is to mostly stay quiet preside over the senate and be you know in agreement with the president that is a vice president's job that's their job okay so you know would I prefer lots of other people in office? Oh, hell yeah. But I, I don't want to hear the automatic dislike of someone because they're a woman, you know, and that's that's 90% of it instead of really examining policy and and platform. And I think, you know, you want to give a policy argument, I'm all for it. So I just want you to kind of keep that in mind as we move forward. But yeah, so I could see... I think we'll definitely see a world leader or a CEO of some kind, somebody who is well known, who has authority uh, potentially removed from their position or their office or um, the 18th or shortly after but probably we'll have announcements it could be somebody stepping down and this is global this isn't just in the u.s okay it could be somebody in asia okay you know it's not just in the united states um this could be a state official you know it could be again somebody heading up a corporation it could be uh, you know, it could be somebody we think of, like, to what's coming to mind, maybe Elon, you know, gets removed from something. Um, it could be a no-confidence vote in a parliament somewhere. Um, it could be an elected official removed for breaking some kind of rule. You know, there, there's all, all kinds of options in that. Um, I think, and what seems most logical to me... There'll be um some big news around finances now that could be to do with the debt ceiling, and um I think we may see some big political machinations making that a difficult story. The Fed might be kind of dumb. Um, our economy is very very shaky in twenty twenty three. Okay, it's very very shaky. Of course, we have Mars direct. Um, man, I, I when I look at this chart, and now Uranus is still retrograde, so that diminishes the surprise factor a little bit. But I do think we'll see a building collapse of some kind, um, or a, a, a prominent family um, have some kind of issue or disgrace, fall from grace something like that, or a celebrity fall from grace, something like that. There's, It's just a wild, wild chart when I look at it. So that's the mundane for the day. Um, there could be big transportation, snafus. Well, we could see ongoing problems with airlines, rail. Um, Any kind of shipping, delivery issues, that kind of deal. And we could see a lot of problems in the retail sector as well. Um, I do think it's going to be a very political day because we have the moon in Sagittarius at that point. So, and it'll be at the time of this chart at 12 degrees. So it'll be in a separating opposition to Mars. Okay, separating opposition to Mars. So I think we could see um, some very interesting scandals. Some very interesting scandals come out with politicians. Big surprise, right? Big surprise. So that's what's up on deck with that. What is next is the new moon. Okay, so after the 18th, Um, actually, what's next after that is the moon will be conjunct Pluto, okay? So, on the 18th, we have the sun conjunct Pluto. And I don't think people pay enough attention to the solar transits because the sun is the source of life, folks. It just is. It's the source of life. And when it's conjunct an outer planet, it's a very... Um, dynamic kind of energy. It's a very dynamic kind of energy. So, there's that. So, let's take a look at the next. The next round is the moon conjunct Pluto. And that will be on the 20th because we have the new moon on the 21st. So this is a lot of energy. We are winding up cycles, okay? So just consider 2023 and most of 2024 as endings of cycles. So you wanna think back to like what was going on in 2008. that That was the beginning of the cycle. We are closing the cycle in 2023 and 2024. And some of these cycles didn't just start in 2008. They go back and back and back and back. In fact, I was talking to the astrologers um, that I'm actually looking at 1976 when it comes to economic matters right now. And in fact, they're all tasked with some homework to go back and look at the dates I gave them in 1976 so that they... um, they're learning some deeper mundane astrology. And I was like, why am I looking at this? You know, what's the astrology that's correlating? Because um, it's not obvious. It's not obvious. Um, it's, not, it's not black and white, you know. Uh, so let's look at the 20th here. And if you weren't alive in the 70s, and I know a lot of you weren't, because um, I know how old a lot of people are that listen to this because of my statistics all the data that I get on the podcast. Um, 76 was a very interesting year. Uh, It was still very bad economically. I don't remember a lot of that. I do remember gas lines, you know, being in line to get gas. And, you know, it was based every other day based on license plates. And my mom would keep things in the car to keep my brother and I occupied. I was seven in 1976 um it was it was a fascinating time so um but when i went back and i was like okay what what's all the stuff that happened and it's like oh my oh my oh my oh me oh my but we are facing the music collectively of decisions that were made you know back in the 70s, back in the 30s, back in the 1870s, back in, you know, back, back, back. That was one of the things I learned when I was in college um, and we were studying the history of conflicts and wars. You could go back in time a thousand years or more to see where the present day conflict had started. You know, it, it, we always think, oh, it's an isolated event because this bad dictator made this decision. But it honestly doesn't work like that. It'll go back, oh, because this person was influenced by this event. That event happened because of that person back in the day. This event caused that. And, and you go back and it, it, it's almost like if you sew, it's like a blanket stitch. You're working backwards, you know, that kind of thing. So, or a chain stitch. So, it's it's connected. So, when we look at January 20th. Let me see. It looks like it's going to be in the evening. Yeah. Actually, it might be the 21st. Not the 20th. It is the 21st. Sorry, guys. So, on the 21st. Um, which is the new moon. But before that, earlier in the morning, I think, you know, I always forget that when I look up the dates and times for things, people always use the East Coast. Um, I have to remember to look at that. So it'll be like, ooh, maybe 12 a.m. Let me get, I'll pull it back to 1 a.m. 1.30 a.m. No. Nope. Mercury, you're so retrograde right now. It's, ooh, so retrograde. That would be a great, like, bit of merch. For you, merch, I'm going to just stall while I pull up the chart. Um, we're going to have merch. That's something we're working on. Uh, let me see. Okay. So, from the early hours of the morning in the Pacific time zone. So we're looking at like 6.30 a.m. ish. Around 7.00. The moon will be conjunct Pluto. And again, this is a very volatile chart. I think this will to do with national security. Um, It's a similar chart to um, it's a similar chart to the Mercury direct chart only instead of the sun it is the moon that is conjunct Pluto and then Venus is almost right on top of Saturn it's less than a degree of separation that's that's not great for the economy and I think it's tech companies we can see something to do yes with Twitter yes Facebook or Meta, Um, probably Twitter. Obviously, Elon's doing his wrecking ball with that. We could see maybe Google make a move. It could be a a more massive layoffs. Um, We could see a removal of a CEO or a tech stock crash. And that, you know, that could include something like Tesla. But I think there's... I I don't think it's going to be a massive surprise just yet. I think it's going to be the usual suspects. And again, politically, I think we could see leadership up on deck. And national security is a very big component in this as well. Um, so later that day, later that day, when we get... Let me time the new moon and i talked about this in earlier episodes i might even talked about it last year um the sun and moon are conjunct of course for the new moon which is the start of the lunar new year and they are at one degree they are at one degree and that is the beginning of a new cycle you know, that that is, not only is the new moon a beginning of a new cycle, it is a new new cycle. So we're ending something with that Capricorn moon, you know, and the Mercury direct with, you know, before that. And this is starting to lay seeds for a new cycle. This is very symbolic. And man, when I look at this in this chart, I want to... And this is about noon thirty. I'm gonna make it a little more exact because I want I want the minutes correct here. Um, yeah, man, I it really looks like somebody is being removed from an office or yeah. And there could be legal issues up on deck as well on that new moon day. And this would be around 1 p.m. Not quite. It's like 12.50 p.m. 12.50 p.m. I stuttered. Pacific, which is about 3.50 p.m. Eastern, that there will be some breaking news. Now, it might break before that. Um, This could be very political. This could have to do with data breaches. This could have to do with intelligence sources. Um, We could see that there could be espionage discussed, national security issues discussed, foreign interference discussed. Um, We could see that there is some shady dealings discussed. it's some very serious matters, okay? Very ser- serious matters are up on deck politically. Weather-wise, we're also looking at extreme volatile, volatility, big winds, big winds. Um, and that probably the Northwest, um, Pacific Northwest, we could see, um, even up into Canada, BC, and we could see things hit Northern California a little bit more as well. I'm not really looking at the weather. Um, right now, you know, I've seen, of course, some TikToks, but, um, but there could be a windstorm blow in and there are definite issues when it comes to leadership. There's a lot of challenge there. So, um, That is what we can expect. Now, let's do a new segment where I talk about you and what you can do with this new moon. And patrons, you'll get a special patron-only podcast episode, okay, Um, where I talk about, you know, how to set your intentions for this new moon. But I'll, I'll do a little brief taste here on the podcast okay let's talk about that new moon in aquarius now i know a lot of you want to know what's going to happen for the lunar new year but i am not a chinese astrologer i do not do Bazi. i do not do Ming, um and i'm probably pronouncing that wrong <laughs> but you can go follow someone named ask auntie amy on on tiktok Ask Auntie with a Y, Amy with a Y. She is a very amazing Botsy practitioner. And it's very funny because there are people who say, she's, she's rude, she's mean. She's not mean in her reading. She's blunt and direct. And that is cultural. Okay, first of all, it's from her culture. It is her cultural practice. And, you know, it, it, she's not going to sugarcoat things she's going to give you the honest assessment she's going to give you some truth and i think people have a might have a hard time with that i prefer that i like it when people are straight up and um i i know her <laughs> we have zoomed together and spoken together and encouraged each other Uh, in our journeys and she is the real deal so like it or not honey bunches if you if you're gonna investigate that arena of understanding get the real deal Uh, so in in Chinese astrology however this new year that starts on on the 21st is the water rabbit year i raised rabbits that was my very first business um i got into 4-h at nine and around the age of 11 or 12 i started my own rabbitry i had parental support but i still had to do most everything myself my my dad helped me build the rabbitry you know the physical building but i had to work and save and buy all the materials and pay for the feed and my dad really insisted that I make my hobby pay for itself so I would sell the rabbits um, I even had a broker I found myself a broker who knew there were rabbit brokers I bring this up not to digress but I can tell you one thing that well oh bunnies are so cuddly they're so nice bunnies have toed some bunnies are cuddly and some bunnies are ornery have you watched Watership Down? Have you? Have you? Bunnies can be aggressive too. Now, they're not predators. Okay? They're prey. But they're very defensive and they have a lot of anxious behaviors. This, when I look at this, and again, I'm not a Chinese astrologer, but I am a metaphysician who looks, and you looks at energy and works with metaphors. And when I look at a water rabbit year, I think this is going to be a very emotional year. I don't think it's going to be a roller coaster, but I think there's going to be a lot of things that make us jump, okay, that cause us to hit the fight or flight mode. Um, I do not think it's going to be a placid year. Every time I read um articles <laughs> on it, I, I'm like, okay, you people and I are seeing something different in 2023. I just... Don't see this as a smooth sail this year. I think it's going to be choppy. And so with this new moon on a personal level, okay, uh, the start of the Chinese Lunar New Year or the Chinese New Year or the Lunar New Year, because there's other cultures and there's many cultures in China, actually, but there's um, lots of cultures, especially in Asia, celebrate Lunar New Year. Um it's the new moon of of tw- first new moon of 2023. And so we want to look at what we want fulfilled by the Aquarius full moon. Okay, 6 months later. I know so many people are like, you know, you set those intentions and 2 weeks later we get something. And yeah, for very short-term goals, absolutely. But in general, if you really want to make something happen, like that's a little bigger, you want to set your intentions for, you know, that six-month run, okay? And this is a new, progressive, collaborative project. Um, It could be a community endeavor, you want to think about like, what is Aquarius rule? Rules humanity, rules technology and innovation, rules um, collaboration, inspiration. You know, I think setting, setting an intention of, I want to be inspired and pay attention to my inspira- inspiration and, and act on it. I think that's a rock-solid affirmation. Feel free to use that one, okay? Like I said in the last segment, I will get a patron-only podcast out on how to set those intentions for this one because it's an interesting chart. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there in the metaphysical space will be like, not this new moon. Don't set your intentions on this one because it's bad for manifesting. Um, That's dumb. (laughs) It's just dumb. Like, I had never heard such nonsense metaphysically until I got onto TikTok. And I think it probably stems from the Tumblr days. This reminds me of the fortune telling we did back in the 80s when you folded up the four part cone and you, you you worked with it and, you know, um, it moved three times and then open up the top right corner and it would say blue and, and then, you know, go another four times or whatever, you know, the random fortune telling. It's not how it works, guys. We are always manifesting. We shape our reality with, through our perceptions. Okay. And for me, and in my experience, and it's something that works for my clients is when I like, help people see or help myself shift your perceptions because you shift your perceptions you shift your reality it doesn't mean you're changing circumstances so let's say it's raining to beat the band and there is a flood okay your perceptions are going to shift on what you do in that moment okay And I'm not blaming people who get caught up in it. Okay. Because sometimes that's the reality. Sometimes we do get caught up in it. Okay. Sometimes we can't prepare for certain things in life. Sometimes that is what's there. And that, oh shit moment, there was nothing I could do is the current reality. And that's your perception. But there is somebody who might um, lean into it and say, okay, I accept that this is where I'm at. And they, even if they pass, they have an easier passing, okay? Or manage to hang on to something until they find a rescue. Or you could have the, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, this is going to suck, this is going to suck. And you might bump your way all down the the highway or the, the down the stream. So it... it Either way, you're caught up, you know. And and I like to look at how do I want to go. <laughs> you know, do I want to go well or do I want to make it hard? Um, and I'm just saying that. I know it's not going to be a popular thing to say, but I'm saying it because um, I think there's a lot of magical thinking. I think there's a lot of magical thinking out there, and there's a big difference between understanding. There are things that are out of our control, and it's how we, um, sh- how we roll with that that makes something l- less ugly. Let's say, okay, less ugly. <sighs> But let's, let's move it up a notch, not dire circumstances, you know? So if you're struggling and you're trying to find things, being like, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm nothing ever works for me. Everybody else is doing better than me. My life is always going to suck. I've always, nobody in my family's ever done well. When you think that way, you cannot see opportunity. Okay. Like, why does this always happen to me? I'm always going through this. Uh, people are always mean to me. Um, I never catch a break. You know, that line of thinking is, is basically giving your brain something to focus on. And, and so guess what? You're going to miss every open window, every open door, every opportunity. At versus saying, well, look at where I'm at. Okay, I need to find a solution. I've found solutions before I might not be where I want to be but I'm further ahead than I was and the last time I was in a jam I found a way to navigate it so I'm going to be open to solutions Um, let's see what were the solutions last time you see the difference I've I've been in both places. I've had shitty thinking. You know, the stinking thinking. And man, did I dig my hole deep. Way deep. And in some ways, I'm grateful for that experience. Because now, when I'm faced with a problem, I'm like, well, one, I am in no longer such a deep hole that I have to wait till palm fronds fall down and I have to weave a rope to get out. Um... And I can look at it and say, okay, I've made it this far. I've managed to do this much for myself. Yeah. And I can look and say, okay, I'm tired right now. But if I just put in one more hour and then I get my rest, I can do these other things. Right? Our perceptions shape reality. So for with this new moon, I want you to look at how you want to collaborate with people. Um, What tactical skills, which some people call those soft skills, do you need to develop? What tech skills do you need to develop? Um, What would be a good idea to be open to? What kind of epiphanies can you be open to? Or just being open for an epiphany, which is a, a thought that pops into your head, a new realization, a eureka moment. Be open to innovating. Your playbook. Okay, so if you've always done things a certain way and they worked for you in the past, but they're not working now, guess what? The old playbook is done. You need to set a new pathway. Okay? So again, if you're a patron, I will have your how-to up before the new moon. All right, let's do it. Speaking of patrons, let's do a patron shout-out, and then I'm going to roast the snot out of Jordan Peterson. Oh my gosh it's my favorite part of the show it's my favorite part of the show yay 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 patron shout outs i want to give a big shout out to everybody in the patreon you guys are absolutely amazing i want to thank you so much for joining we have uh jennifer we've got yadira james stacy alexander kevin nicole angela regina Holiday, Kai, Pat, Rosie, Green Girl, Melody, Amanda, Kune, Leslie, Ghost Girl, M, Darnden, Nina, Stacy K, Neera, Jenny, Heather, Nikki, Megan, Vicky, Julie, Sheila, McKenna, Morgan, Terry, M, Gabrielle, Sharon, Kayla, Charlene, Ksenia, Lauren, Teresa, Heather, Nick, Stephanie, Amy, Bertha, Teresa, Marina, Damien, Amy, Lacey, Jen, Seth, Cassandra, Melissa, Ronnie, Lexi, Luna, Robin, Caitlin, Bethany, Chrissy, Christina, Megan, BW, Julie, Joshua, Esther, Ryan, Brissa, Athena, Meredith, Samantha, April, Gabby, Anna, Sarah, Erica, h and erica big thank you to all of you and as you know i closed i closed my year ahead readings everything else is still open though and i am going to give a very special patron thank you discount because i do a flash sale every month for patrons only okay patrons only and i think we're gonna do it on the astro energies readings. Bum, bum 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 bum. That's exciting. So, stay tuned for a very special discount if you're a patron. Keep your eye on your inbox. I will add that to the next crunch report. And um, now for the part you've all been waiting for, let's roast Jer- Jordan Peterson. Um, to be honest, I was asked to roast him about a year ago by patrons, and I didn't really know who he was. I, I don't pay attention to a lot of popular culture. I just don't. That's why I'm bringing my daughter on, because she is far more aware of what people are like into than I am. I have a pretty singular focus. My focus is to study the astrology, give you the heads up on things I think are important, and to work with people to help them have at least reasonably contented lives. Jordan Peterson is a total representation of everything I'm talking about when I say we need to depatriarchify, a word I have created. And yes, I can make up words because language is fluid. Um, where we need to depatriarchify astrology because we need it done in a lot of disciplines. You know, whether it's psychology or sociology or anthropology, a lot of ologies. Um, and whereas astrology may not be academically recognized because of institutional bias and you know <laughs> the damage done by popular astrology over the last 60 years, Um, at the same time, one of the reasons natal astrology is so heavily steeped in the type of thinking, in its interpretations, um, in the type of thinking sold by Jordan Peterson, you know, is because In order to try to legitimize astrology, the astrologers of especially the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, were trying to kind of lump us into psychology. And that was how they were trying to legitimize us. And is it an amazing tool for personal transformation? Yes, it is. Just like psychology is absolutely an amazing tool when in the right hands but you always have to take a look at the person speaking what is their perspective what's their cultural background what's their biases because there isn't one of us who's unbiased you know there's not one of us i just choose to be very very blatant in my bias right so is jordan peterson Okay, he's very blatant in his bias. Um, and sadly, he has been coming up on my TikTok for you page relentlessly as of late. And, and, oh my God, I've had to hold myself back from constantly commenting to the people who say, well, he's got a lot of common sense. You know, he's, he's speaking truth. And in some ways, they are correct. And I'll get to his roast in a minute, but I think you need to understand this before I get into the roast. The reason his followers believe he is full of common sense is because he is, one, speaking to their worldview, and two, the shared worldview he and his followers have is steeped in the culture that they were raised in. So there is zero unpacking being done about whether this belief they hold to be true, okay, because they believe these are truths and facts, because that's what they were uh, raised to believe, that life was truth and facts. So that a male role was this and a female role was that. Um, and I watched a video last night where he was saying, you know, women are being sold these lives, to over- lies when they're young at 18, 19, that the only thing that was important is their career. And then they reach 29, 30, and then they, they find out they really do want kids and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> he got it. They got a little bit more smack talk on that one. lot less he's full of common sense on that one and he was speaking to a male presenter for some podcast on that one and so it was men talking about women and over idealizing the role of of women and that they're supposed to want to have children when the fact of the matter is at the age of around 28 Sometimes in, you know, it'll be your 28th year. So you might be 27 during your Saturn return. And it might be the year you turn 30 that you have your Saturn return. Anywhere in between then, because Saturn has a 28 and a half year orbit. And it just depends on its retrograde motions on when those things happen. That is the time where all human beings are faced, regardless of gender or gender identity or sex, and there are many that we have know from science, okay? Oh, the scientific, scientific illiterate. But anyway, that we know from science, okay? It is a time in a person's life where they are choosing which part of their culture to adopt fully and fully where they will depart from them where their authority lies and what it means to be a fully functioning adult human you may not think you are but that's where you're taking your place as a as as a full-fledged adult because in more traditional cultures if we go back before the industrial era especially if you reached that time period you were then elder okay didn't make you geriatric but it made you an elder okay and if you were a woman it did make you somewhat geriatric although women haven't always had children in their pubescence and and early adulthood um some women especially those who had a little more privilege got the benefit of waiting a little longer but the The point of of his statement of, oh, that happens. Well, one, we have a biological clock. And that will tick regardless of whether you want kids or don't want kids. And at the Saturn return, it, it is an easy space to make decisions of, well, I should get married. I should have children. I should do these things that I was raised to believe is an adult's position in society okay and and we can be thinking or unthinking in the adoption of those so at the end of that first Saturn cycle which is the beginning of the next so it ends the Saturn return ends the first Saturn cycle and begins the next we sometimes make compromises from our own desire and and take on the societal and cultural norms okay this is relevant to Jordan Peterson's astrology because he is, he is standing up and saying these social norms and a lot of psychology and Western psychology is based on societal norms, okay? And if you deviate from the norms, you're somehow neurodivergent or neurospicy, or you have some kind of problem. One of my issues with the idea of so many people coming up as neurodivergent is, myself included, um, is that it's this idea that as a society, we're supposed to be obediently, you know, fixing our lunch, putting it in our lunch pail, going to the office or the factory, doing the bidding of the Lord and Master or the management, and, and then... We dutifully come home to pay the bills, to pay the Lord and Master. <laughs> and if we don't like that setup or we don't function well within it, we are divergent from the norm. Okay. So he is advocating for a system that is dying. Okay. He is advocating for a system that is dying. And he's advocating because that is that is the devil he knows. Okay. And I will also say on a self-interested point of view, he makes money from this. He's not gonna care if his license is stripped. He's gonna go through the ropes. He's gonna take on the the challenge of the authority because they're going after his license. He, he, He won't care. He's going to use that as a marketing advantage and he will still have a following. He would have to do something so egregious in his followers' belief systems to lose them. Okay. So yeah, he might not be able to teach in university systems there, you know, in Canada, but he will certainly continue to have his own media company and 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 play his little fiddle of sorrow and, and carry on. He he's actually not going to face the failure. You, you're hoping he will. Okay, so with that, let's get to his astrology. Um, he will fail within a system that is modernizing. Right? Um, I, I just felt it really funny that he felt they were all leftists. <laughs> Pinko commie bastards. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, it is so far from actual leftist. Because they still preach Um, they, they still want you to understand that there's something wrong with you if you don't fit in, but that you are to proudly wear that badge. So it's kind of the equivalent of, well, we love you no matter what, even if you're a little bit different. (laughs) Ah, you know, so to me, there's a liberalism versus conservatism, But I I don't think the governing bodies going after his license are are leftist by any means. We've just moved so far to the right. So let's take a look at his chart. So, dear, dear Dr. Peterson (laughs) has a Taurus, a Taurus ascendant at 23 degrees and right now Saturn is squaring off with that from the 11th house which means a governing body of associates okay that's the 11th house would be the associates professional networks etc are are challenging his person and he's having to defend his person he has Mars in the 12th house okay he has Mars in Taurus in the 12th house and it is at 10 degrees. And so he already had Uranus go over the top of that in 2021, right around the time he had his Saturn return, uh, because his Saturn is in Aquarius. So he just completed his second Saturn return. And he's got um, Aquarius, it's in Aquarius, and Saturn is retrograde in his chart. And so he is not a progressive thinker. And he will hold to his guns most stubbornly. Most stubbornly. Okay. That's just how it is. So uh, when a planet is retrograde, it kind of takes on the quality of the opposite planet. So it's Saturn in Aquarius. Retrograde is going to act a little more like Leo. And it's in the 10th. And so he knows, he's the authority, and he's also upholding traditional male viewpoints okay because a woman should just be fulfilled having the babies not understanding a biological clock which is you know we have a species imperative to reproduce whether we want to actually reproduce is separate from that which is why birth control was such a wonderful invention Notice how people like Peterson will often blame the mother, <laughs> not the father. They'll blame the mother, okay, for everything that is wrong with a child, okay? That's a very common psychological uh, concept of blame mom, blame mom. And if you look at parenting in general from either parent, okay, okay? whether we have mom's dad's that you know however you choose to identify as a parent the family patterns or what some people call generational karma or generational trauma is a direct result of forced birthing okay a direct result of forced birthing, a direct result of people assuming a woman should be fulfilled by having kids. And there's been a lot of women over the years who felt they weren't very good at being women because they were not fulfilled (laughs) by having kids. They're like, what's wrong with me? Okay. I'm bringing this up because that's the most recent video of his I saw. Okay. And I think it's a relevant conversation to where we're at today and the role he plays in, in trying to uphold patriarchal thinking. Now, he, he's had his Jupiter return as well. It's been a very active couple of years for him um, between 2020 and 2023. And it will continue to be more active as Uranus swings through his 12th house. It's been there for quite a while. And he's probably done a lot of soul searching. You know, he's very passionate about, you know, He's very passionate about how um, he believes families should be, okay? And he has the moon square Venus from Libra to Cancer. So his moon in Libra squares off with his Venus in Cancer. And so he's got some anger issues towards women, I get it. I did, too. I, my, my moon in Libra and my sun in Cancer are squared. Okay. And I honestly didn't like hanging out with women very much when I was younger. Because the guys had more fun, you know. And I had, if I had to go be where the women were, it was kind of boring, you know. I didn't like what they talked about. I wasn't into the clothes and makeup and celebrity gossip and all the things that were traditionally female activities um even though I always wanted to have a kid like he's not wrong there are women who do really want children and the struggle in our society between being economically independent and having kids is a difficult one Especially if you do want to have kids, but not everybody does. And you're not wrong as a woman, a man or a them or if you want to be a parent. If you don't want to be a parent, you don't want to be a parent. It's okay. you don't not. not look at the rest of the animal kingdom. <laughs> they will have them because it's a biological drive, but whether they're a good parent is another story. Some animals eat their young. just saying just saying so he's a Gemini sun Gemini Mercury his sun is in the second house so he feels very energized by um, self resourcing okay self resourcing and his sun is trying his Saturn and so he is very self validating he is very likely only to want to associate with those who very much line up with his ideals. He he very much so. Um, his Mercury is in the first house, and so looking at his chart, he did suffer probably some great amount of trauma. You know, there was probably abuses um, that happened that that, and it could have been verbal. It could have been um, physical. I don't know his story, okay? I don't know his story. And it could have been there were um, mental health issues in his family, okay? And he is confusing his North Node Drive to have home and hearth be his primary drive with thinking everybody needs to believe that, okay, Um, and people like this, who have very strong worldviews, often, often, especially if, you know, you've got a really strong Mercury, um, like his is in the first, okay, and it's trying Saturn, and it's also trying his moon, he is very, very attached to his ideas, And I get that. I've got a really strong mercury in my chart. And one of the things I really had to learn was people aren't going to think the same way as me. And it's okay. People aren't going to have the same belief structures as me. And it's okay. I mean, mine's in the ninth house. So, you know, I used to be like hell on wheels when I was a younger person thinking people needed to believe the way I believed or they were really wrong. And I still hold some very strong positions and principles, okay? But I do recognize some things are semantics and we can agree to disagree. There are certain things that I don't believe we can disagree on. Like if somebody insists that racism is a natural and normal thing, I'm going to have a problem with that. If somebody thinks that they can dictate what is right and true and natural for somebody who is identifying as a woman, um, I have a problem with that. Yeah. and we'll have a debate. But I also recognize I probably won't change their minds, you know. Um, he learned to defend himself verbally and that's why he's so good at speaking. He really is he's very compelling because you know i heard some sound bites of his and this is you know I've, I've contemplated him for a year i haven't really looked at his astrology but i contemplated him for a year because you know videos would pop up and and the sound bites people would choose and and i only saw really short ones for a while you know where he just said one thing and it could sound very factually accurate and i was like oh wow, that sounds right. It sounds like, you know, like people say, well, he he does make a good point now and then. But the reason why we think that is because he's speaking to our social cultural narrative. He's speaking to our social cultural narrative. And so it feels like it's common sense. Okay. Now, unpacking our social-cultural programming takes a long time. It's a lifetime job. It's a lifetime job, especially those of us raised in an era of media saturation. Okay. So people born really from the mid-50s on, we have had a, such a different kind of cultural indoctrination than any other group of humans in history. Okay. So, if you look at what's going on in Iran right now, where they're basically just killing people who disagree, that was the banner. That's what that was the standard <laughs> it, from the past. That if people stepped out of line, you just you killed them, you killed their families, you killed everybody they loved, and blah blah blah, and the dog too, right, or the cow or whatever. But things got sneaky once media showed up, and especially in the Western world. Okay in the Western world, Western Europe, Western, um, you know, the Western hemisphere, especially North and South America, where white supremacy is the norm. And it is in other countries as well, where it's power adjacency. So you can have places where there's lots of brown people still exercising power adjacency because of colonialism, you know, um, Oh, Western Europe, what have you done to the world? And so with his Venus in the fourth house, there's some family value matters there. There's some family value matters there. Um, Not everybody with Venus in Cancer in the fourth house is going to be about family matters in the same way. Family will be very important to them. But how a family looks will be based on their own lens and their perception. So here's some deals. You could, have, um, you could have very similar placements to him. You could. And you could be a vastly different person. He would not have to exercise the energy of this chart in the way he does. He has had opportunities throughout his life to change his perspective. And he has chosen this spectrum of expression. Okay, So... Do not get into the discord saying, oh my God, I have similar placements. I hate it. I don't want to be like him because that's not how astrology works, okay? It's not how it works. It's not how it works. We have a range of energetical expressions. He's chosen a more conservative and traditionalist route because that is where he feels safe, okay? Maybe his mom was a feminist. I don't know. You know? And maybe, I mean, a lot of men in the late boomer, because he's a late boomer, it'd be Jen Jones. But you see it in Gen Xers. Fucker Carlson. Um, You see it in young men. My God, we see it in young men. Like, men younger than me. So, you know, early 40s into their 30s. There's this chip on their shoulder. And partly because, you know, when they hear we want change, they hear, oh, they say I'm a bad person, you know. And then, of course, you get all the incels and all that crap. And as we wind up this Pluto and Capricorn era, which is the flip side of the Pluto and Cancer era, which was really the people kicking off second wave feminism, um we're we're seeing that that push against that and it's going to be more we're going to see more people like jordan peterson um with his saturn in the 10th making him the authority you know i know better and pushing against at the same time feeling like he's on the side of the rebellious plucky freedom fighters you know fighting fighting these institutions you know and on one hand, sometimes he has a point when it comes to institutions, you know, but I, I just don't see them being leftists. This is where he and I, from two different extremes, look at the, that, that center point going, uh, you know, um, he is a perfect example of why we need to kind of elevate our interpretations of things, you know, because. When he talks about, you know, yeah, I, I won't disagree. When you're told your career is the most important thing over quality of life, that is not a happy thing. But assuming that people would want to have a traditional life instead of not understanding the point that, let's say, will you keep using the, the reference I've been using this whole time, that when a woman gets pregnant, she's vulnerable. And she's at the mercy, especially in our society where it is a very isolated and insular experience, not only to be pregnant. And in, in this country, in the United States, where people are actively making laws okay, that put our health at risk, especially if we're at reproductive age, and then you get no social network, no social support no financial support. You're put at a complete disadvantage and are basically rendered into chattel and persona na non grata. Yeah. None of that discussion is he having. Okay. Because he's so focused on his worldview. He's not willing to hear someone else out because his way of staying safe was to be belligerent in his thinking and he is such a quick thinker he has such a fast mind and he does have a high level of intelligence but notice how he talks in circles okay he doesn't ever make a qualified statement he speaks in circles okay he gets kind of stuck in loops if you actually listen to him as an observer you know if you can not pay attention to anything that can distract you, but just step back as a neutral observer and listen to how he gets stuck and how he's actually very rhetorical in his speech patterns versus actually giving qualified argument. And I would say that's his Mercury um, square, his, his Jupiter he gets inspired he has big ideas um it, it's also where he kind of wants to tell people how to be he probably got bullied a lot as a kid when i look at his chart you know um you know he's he's got pluto in the 5th house um and it's in opposition to his jupiter and for him you know, he, he, again, I think he just went through a lot as a kid and decided, you know, we make decisions as children. Remember, our Saturn cycle starts at birth, and at seven, we have our first um, Saturn square, and that's where we make a lot of decisions when we're kids, and, you know, you have you, you may not remember, because not everybody has early childhood memories, um, but often memory starts for a lot of people around that age. And something might have happened, and you make a decision like, that guy's powerful, I want to be like that. You might have had a hero, and it could have been a comic book hero, or you could have had a, um, an adult hero. Maybe you had a good teacher or a bad teacher. And it's a lot of times at that age you say, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to... And so, you know, his first Saturn square uh, it wouldn't have been a fun one. He might have dealt with um, a death in the family. He might have dealt with um, some abuse. You know, nobody becomes a psychologist or an astrologer or an anthropologist or um, any of the, the humanities. Nobody goes into those for no reason they're looking for answers they're looking for um, they're looking for truths they're looking for stability and for him stability is essential chaos does not work for him and he's been having a lot of chaos wreak through his life you know god years cuz he has a very wide 6th, 12th house axis because he was born at a very northern latitude And so the 12th house, you know, being the subconscious, being where we limit or liberate ourselves, where we deal with uh, truly the uncontrollable, you know, um, and him wanting to seek answers and and ground things. And I would say he's probably a pretty hard worker. I think, you know, he probably has built himself very well. Um, I'm sure he has ground up the bones of his (laughs) enemies. And I would also say he's probably two people he gets along with. You know, um, he's probably... Actually, probably a pretty tender person, believe it or not. Because he's pretty vulnerable. You know, he's a pretty vulnerable person. And I think this is coming from fear. I do. I'm not trying to make you feel sorry for the guy. Although, uh, looking at his chart, I kind of do. You know, I kind of do. Because... He he could be such a remarkable speaker and writer, and you know with Jupiter in in the eleventh house, he is quite able to build an audience and a loyal following. He does come across as an inspired speaker, and he is seen as a an expert with his Capricorn midhaven, and and he speaks to people who feel threatened that their norm. Is somehow going away. You know, he's an articulate Archie Bunker from (laughs) the family. Um, He was probably, at first, he was probably an uncomfortable person on camera. Um, it took him a minute, but that's what's going to reap him the most rewards. And I think he's going to continue building a media company, even if he loses his licensure. Um, even if he's rebuked by these authorities, I think he'll carry on just nicely. Uh, patriarchy is being undone, but it won't be undone in a moment. It won't be undone in a few years. It, it, it took a, a, many years, many years, like more than a couple hundred years, to get us here, and just like it takes nine months to have you know, 10, oh, ten months to have a baby, uh, it takes months to come back into shape, you know, even if you're diligent, you know, depending on your body type. And you know, but it takes time for things to come into shape, and so we are deconstructing these old patterns. and People like him, they're dangerous in a certain degree because they they. They are so convicted in their beliefs. And he is such a strong speaker. And again, he's a very strong speaker, very good orator. Um, he will continue to have an audience. You know, he would basically have to change his position and renege his position to lose his audience. And um, he benefits greatly by speaking to those in power who or those who have power adjacency um who who are feeling like they have the most to lose okay so there's that so that's my roast on jordan peterson so you know when you listen to him talk he is just reinforcing the the traditional viewpoint you know you got a a man and a woman and They should, you know, have their family and the man should be out in the world providing for his woman and protecting his woman. I'm like, Jordan, be honest. How much have you actually protected yours? (laughs) Um, And the woman should be soft and compliant. To me, it is just as bad as talking about the divine feminine and divine masculine because energy is energy. The divine is energy. Now, when we talk about things here on this planet in physical form, often, you know, there are um, biological differences. And that's where, you know, it's from biological difference, although there's a much wider spectrum than we were taught there was, at least when I was in school. Um, When there's biological difference, then we try to see deity in that because, you know, the world can be confusing and scary place and we're looking for a finger to point the blame at when things go wrong. And so we can say, oh, well, God did it, and that person obviously wasn't following the rules, whether it's an Abrahamic faith or not. Um, even in more um, traditional cultures, indigenous cultures, if you go back through history, there are certain ones that that committed human sacrifice, you know? Like, let's stop the volcano. <laughs> um, not every one of those, you know? Because you can't, there's no... Viewpoint that is completely monolithic, okay, but that's why we deify things. Is is it it helps us make sense? And I think as we go forward with astrology, and and just so future astrologers don't think we're dumb, um, <laughs> I think we need to move to understanding that our interpretations of planets, the celestial bodies, the luminaries, the houses um, that when we use traditional interpretation, just understanding where that comes from. And sometimes it's worth using traditional, you know, because if, if you have somebody like Jordan Peterson, if I were to apply a more progressive interpretation it wouldn't be accurate for this person. Now, he would never come to me for an astrology reading. I am i am one of those scary leftist rabid feminists out to take out all men. <laughs> I love how much power he gives me, even though he doesn't know me. But, you know, I am that woman, But. If he actually listened, he would know. Nobody's trying to take power away from anyone. We're saying dominance and control is the lowest expression in the power dynamic. It's the lowest expression of power. And that, you know, maybe we could collaborate. That there's nothing weak about collaboration. And he actually knows that all too well. Because collaboration got him where he's at today. He didn't do it all on his own. Not with Jupiter in the 11th house. You know, he probably pissed off more than one mentor, and I bet he's burned his fair share of bridges. But, um, but it doesn't, doesn't mean he didn't have those networks. And he's really in a space, probably in his business, that he doesn't need to be an active Professor, He doesn't need to be an active, um, you know, counselor or therapist. He really doesn't. And he could just switch into making it a personal growth program, you know. So if you were hoping it would make him go away, I'm afraid he probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will not go away. Um, although w- what may happen... And if he does have an undoing, I think it'll probably be around. Let's see, he's 23 degrees, so it would be around. Um, and I'm talking about his Taurus rising. If he does go away, he might recant. He might um, he might have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> um, she says, um, probably around 20, 29, 2030. 20, And I only say that because, you know, I'm very well aware of when Saturn will be in Taurus because I'll have my second Saturn return in 2028 and my Saturn is at eight degrees. So his Saturn, I mean, not his Saturn, but his, um, now 2028 could be a difficult year for him and he might have a crisis of faith or understanding where he recants, where he starts recanting his work, um... He might have a crisis at that point. And then when Saturn goes over the top of his Ascendant, um, he's going to either have to pay the Piper for anything he's done that his audience finds out about, or his recanting is what loses him um, his strength. Kind of like, um, what's her face? Oh, gosh. The angel card person. Um, Oh, my gosh. She's a new age guru type that recanted and then became a Christian and, and just she's just basically following the money. Um, I was never a big fan. that's why I can't remember her. I'm a Scorpio Rising and what happens is I don't like people. Like they could be really famous I'll be like, I can't remember their names. Um, Virtue was her last name Diana Diana Virtue, something like that. But, um, which first of all, that name, come on, you know, it's all dressed in white robes and everything everything's okay. I don't know. She's just creepy to me. So I wasn't, I didn't think it was all that surprising when she recanted, you know? So I think he may do something similar. I think it might become in his economic interest to do it. And that may land him in the wrong spot but he'll probably always be able to draw an audience. So that's my roasting of Jordan Peterson. And I felt it was just like such a good example of why we need to look at how we talk about things in the spiritual world and how we talk about astrology and energy. Because you cannot want to smash patriarchy and then define human beings and their personalities using definitions and interpretation that is steeped in it it just it makes no sense to me so he is a very good example of what we're (laughs) fighting he is like a poster child for white supremacy for patriarchy and and if he were to hear this he'd be like oh she's making she's demonizing me And, you know, I kind of feel bad because I do think he's a vulnerable person. I think he's a sensitive person. And I think he can't hear that those systems are bigger than an individual and those systems need changing. And that the people, even now, the people who benefit from them don't. They're actually, it hurts them more than it helps them. And that if we just shift it over just a little bit, it would benefit them too because it takes away a richness of life and experience when you are so tunnel visioned on on how you think society is supposed to be. You know, really, look at all those people protesting. You know, um, drag queens who do story times for kids. Are you kidding? you take people and i'm not saying it's exactly the same but you you would have a face painter at a children's party you would have um clowns which are scary as fuck at a children's party um how is having somebody dressed in drag when that's honestly part of the western cultural tradition um if you went to england you'd know what panto is at christmas time um you know, the, the, the false righteousness and the wanting to defend kids, but, you know, they don't look in their own backyards. And that's kind of what Jordan Peterson is upholding. They don't really see how this is so detrimental to themselves. And so, you know, cancel them all you want. I You know, I just, to me, it's like, well, don't watch their videos. <laughs> and, and support the people you want to hear more of, okay? You know, if there are people out there, uh, for me, like, I love Dr. Cornel West, and I don't think young people have really caught this dude. Like, if you're a progressive, if you are a leftist, and you have not found Dr. Cornel West, go follow him. Because his social media game is kind of lame, and so his following is not as big as it should be. I found him when I was in high school, and it was kind of a cool, hip thing back then. And so he had some big books and some records and stuff like that. And he is a mental and moral giant, and I had the pleasure of listening to him. I would much rather talk about people like Dr. Cornell West um, than Dr. Jordan Peterson. Because Cornel West has been fighting the fight for decades and decades. And he hasn't changed. He's he's a lot like Bernie (laughs) in that respect. Um, And he challenges the status quo. But he challenges it in such a beautiful way. So as much as, yes, I have roasted Jordan Peterson... Um, I really want to encourage you as we go through 2023, because it's going to be really easy to have things to bitch about. Find the people you want to elevate. Elevate them. Share their TikToks. You know, don't just heart things on social media. You want to share it. You want to comment on it. Algorithms are there for a reason. And you you have to remember a lot of people like Dr. Cornel West. Anytime I see anything, anything from him, I share it. I don't do just like it. I share it. I comment. I want to boost him. Because, you know, ah, he's such a bright, shining light. Is he perfect? Fuck no. Is he old and does he have some antiquated views? Yeah, so does Bernie. So does Bernie. You know, I think unions are great, but we need to talk about co ops. You know, we need to talk about workers' co ops. We need to talk about owning the means to production versus just fighting for worker rights, you know, but at the same time, am I going to cancel Bernie for that? No, same with Dr. Cornel West. There are some things that, you know, just like I'm going to have some things that you guys don't agree with because we come from different generations. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Okay. But hold other people up, you know, hold other people up that are doing what you think is important who have a message that you think is important you know celebrate that and share that instead of you know demonizing people and and i i I hope i didn't come across as demonizing jordan peterson and that's because again as an astrologer i can look at his chart i could see his pain and i'm like oh wow that's why he made those decisions to be this kind of person i feel bad for him And yet he is so responsible for empowering such harmful views. I think he needs to be held accountable. And I don't think he'll be convinced of anything until more like 2029, 2030. You know, which sounds like a long time from now, (laughs) but it's really not. But anyway, thanks for listening. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And, um... If you're not a patron, um, I'll talk to you on next Monday. That's when I try to release the podcast. If you are a patron, you will hear from me during the week about how to set your new moon intentions to make the most out of this powerful new moon and the start to the lunar new year. I'm Lori Rivers. I hope you're inspired and get those aspirations out in the world.